FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 348 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked! I'm your host, Jason Venable, and we have some comics to talk about. Duh! Um, do stay tuned. In the second half of this episode, we have a special treat. Uh, my son Ethan is back on to talk about Absolute Carnage, and it's really fun. So definitely stick around for that. But before we get there, a couple of things we got to talk about first. Uh, one is Major X Zero came out. I did flip through it. There's no Wolverine appearance in the main story. But the second story is a reprint, actually, of an old Wolverine issue number 154. So, if you never read that, you might want to pick it up. But obviously, I'll wait and talk about that when we eventually one day get there. <laughs> and we're not really mention it here. Um, wasn't really into Major X, so I did not pick up the comic and... Since Wolverine was not in the main story this time, I, uh, I'm going to let it slide. But Wolverine is in a couple of other things, like, for example, Savage Avengers number 4. So that's where, where we're going to start off today. Um, Savage Avengers number 4 chapter is a stress test. Uh, written by Jerry Dugan. Art by Mike Dingadato Jr. Colors by Frank Martin. Letters by VCs Travis Lanham. And the cover is by David Finch and Frank Diamarda. And on the cover, we have the old switcheroo. We have the Punisher and Conan the Barbarian fighting a bunch of hand ninjas in a dark alley. But we switch them. So the Punisher has Conan's sword, and Conan has Punisher's machine guns. But it's a pretty cool cover. Um, gotta love Conan the Barbarian's bangs. <laughs> Nothing like a guy with bangs and uh, two machine guns. Um, and Punisher looks pretty great with a sword. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool cover. Um, so, remember, a lot of uh, this episode is going to be full of dark gods. Just fair warning. Um, so, remember uh, this Kulong Goth, who's the, the dark wizard from Conan's land, has come to our universe and he's made, put in the savage land. And um, he is using the blood of warriors to resurrect the dark god Huatun um, Lao, um, which is kind of like if you took the name Jonathan and mixed up a bunch of letters. <laughs> so we're going to call him Jonathan, the dark god. Um, anyway, now he's, he's succeeded. He's resurrected him. And uh, our savage Avengers are none too happy. So Wolverine launches himself at the god's head like he might do a sentinel. And he sticks his claws in his head, but the thing swallows him. Not like through his mouth, but like... I don't know. The thing kind of looks like a Venom symbiote. And... Kind of seems to act a little bit like a Venom symbiote, which is, you know... Fun synchronicity, because we're going to talk about Absolute Carnage later. Um, Some very similar visual stylings between these two issues. Um, but yeah, so the, the the skin of the god like swallows Wolverine like into his neck. Um, and Wolverine kind of disappears. 
And then so Conan the Barbarian, Electra, and Brother Voodoo are like, oh crap. And they're trying to find the Punisher. He's off trying to shoot Kool and Goth. Um, Conan attacks the god. Electra and Punisher attack the wizard. And they stab him, but he can't die. And, and lots of fighty, fighty, and dark magic. Um, Kool and Goth makes the Punisher see the day his family died. And then somehow manipulates the memory or reinterprets like the perspective of the memory that instead of the Punisher's wife being shot in front of him, he makes the Punisher feel like he used her almost like a human shield, like his instinct as a warrior was to get behind her, which doesn't really seem to fit with the Punisher, but it definitely like wrecks him with doubt and grief and like, no, and he's mad and kind of gets frozen in action there. And of course the wizard takes advantage of that. Um, yeah. And so, then we get some interesting art here that almost looks like uh, um, Diodato channeling like Simonson or Andy Kubert or somebody. Um, but Brother Voodoo tries to attack the wizard as well. They really have no success. The Punisher's family breaks out of their coffins. Remember, that's why he's there, because they dug up his family uh, to bring him down there so they can get his warrior blood. And they break out, but Brother Voodoo's like, no, no, don't talk to them. If, they, if you listen to them, they'll take you over, and he shows what they really are, which are these skinwalkers. So it's not really his family. Um, so the Punisher then, like, he's in his big trench coat. He picks up a gun. He takes Brother Voodoo's sunglasses and a panel that looks a lot like the Terminator, like visually very, very Terminator. And they teleport to where the Dark God is, who's now, like, almost like, like a venom centaur. He's like a giant horse with a human symbiote body. And he's wrecking havoc in the city. And our warriors all go fight him. And then a venom dragon shows up. Which was interesting. I didn't know there was such a thing. But there's like a big giant venom dragon. Um, and he fights the, the god. And then we're at the end of the issue. So Wolverine cuts his way out of the neck. <laughs> so that's really kind of Wolverine's story in this issue. At the beginning, he jumps and stabs a god, gets swallowed by his neck, and at the end, he cuts his way out of the neck. And that's what Wolverine does in this issue, pretty much. And then we end with Conan, you know, kind of a sword and dragon fantasy thing. Because remember, he had freed part of the symbiote in the Savage Land, and it bonded with his sword. Actually, with his chest, because he got blasted in the chest, and the symbiote crawled inside. It was kind of gross. Um... But it gave him, like, this cool symbiote sword. So now I have this, like, very fantasy image of, like, Conan with a sword riding a dragon. And it's all venomy. And our heroes line up for the, the conclusion to be continued. So the art was pretty good. It got a little rough in some spots. Like, I know this is, like, Diodato. Like, this arc is Diodato's last Marvel work um, before he does some creator-owned stuff. And... As would be natural and expected, if there's any crossover in that timeline, if you're an artist, the stuff you're doing that you own and you're pouring your heart into is going to get more time and affection and detail than your last corporate gig, right? And not that's not saying that he's swagging off. Um, Diodato loved working for Marvel, has been very appreciative of you know his career there, but I mean, you just can't help it. So I, I, I 
Yeah, I'm a musician, or used to be. <laughs> no, I still am. Um, but, you know, there's a big difference between, like, if I'm playing drums, like filling in for somebody, or even getting paid and having a paying gig, or if I'm writing and working on my own music. It's a different thing. And if I'm trying to do both at the same time, it's just more care and attention is going to go to my stuff. It's just, it's just how artistic and creative people are. You can't help it. When it's your baby, it's your baby. And so maybe this issue doesn't get quite as much love artistically, but it's artistically. I really... Um, but it's still pretty good. Um, the story... So the story I like a lot better when it's really playing on the interactions between the characters and focusing less on the plot. Um, the plot's kind of, okay, fine. This Savage Land, Conan, the Barbarian stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, Wolverine doesn't have a lot to do. We kind of talked about that already. I would give Savage Avengers number four three out of six claws. So that's going to take us to Dead Man Logan number ten. We're starting to get towards the end here. Um, this is Welcome Back Logan Part 4 um, Art I'm sorry, written by Ed Brisson Art by Mike Henderson Colors by Nolan Woodard Letters by VCs Corey Pettit Woohoo! And the cover is by Declan Shalvey And then graphic design by Anthony Gambino um, So our Dead Man Logan is the left-hand third of the cover, and the blood is dripping down through the end now, so we're, we're getting full with two more issues to go. Then we have, like, this giant, like, robot cat claw, which is Sabretooth's bionic claw, and, but it's really big and kind of cartoony, and then Old Man Logan jumping at it from the sky, or, you know, whatever. Um, it's actually a pretty cool cover. It is kind of, like, cartoony, right? Um, but it, But it works. It really works pretty well. I like it. Um, so, uh, Old Man Logan has taken Danny Cage and Baby Bruce, Baby Hulk, to forge his compound, but the army, Sabretooth and his crew of Mad Max folks have followed him, and so, Forge and his girlfriend, question mark, or, you know, co-leader of the compound, like, jump in these giant mecha suits, and, um... Logan's like, I'm so sorry I led them here. And they're like, no, people attack us from time to time. It's not entirely your fault. <laughs> so there's alarms going off and guns being shot. And our uh, foreshadowing speedball in the cage is like, uh, where did everybody go? And so we know he's going to get out and blow stuff up. And he will. Um, <laughs> but we find out, and this is not just an army of Mad Max people. These are all Sabretooth clones. And we also find out that they're from a time in the past where, Saber, where Wolverine cut Sabretooth up into a bunch of tiny pieces and spread them out so, they couldn't, so he couldn't heal, but instead he's made a bunch of kind of Sabretooth. But it turns out their healing factor is not at full power. <laughs> so I guess that's, that's in everyone's favor, right? And so Danny's like, stay here, baby Bruce. And he's like, no, baby Hulk smash. Baby smash. And she's like, no, no, stay here. I'll go take care of it. But then one of the Frankenstein Sabretooths come in and shoots him with a tranquilizer dart. And then she punches him. And, of course, he's like, oh, I got robot cat claws. So then um, more fighting in the desert. 
um, as Old Man Logan cuts through these like crazy saber tooth guys. Um, now I meant to look this up. I don't, I don't remember this Weapon X um, number 16 that they talk about. I thought that was in an issue of Wolverine. So let's see here. Weapon X. The 2017 volume. Issue 16. I'm going to look at that. Oh, no, that's 18. 16. It's when they fought. Yeah, it was the, the, one of the birthday issues. I remember talking about this. I don't remember him actually killing Sabretooth in this issue. Or maybe he did. I don't know. My Marvel Unlimited is not working. Hold on. Let's try again. I just want to see real fast. Let's try again. Here we go. Yeah. So yeah, they're in kind of it's the one that has like the flashbacks. They're in this factory. They're fighting all the animals. And he does. I mean, they fight. It's a pretty brutal fight. They fight lots of stuff. I don't remember him. Oh, that's where we had, yeah, we had the flash forward to a dead man, to old man Logan land, and that's where he cuts him up. Okay, so they showed it in that issue. Gotcha. I remember now. Okay, cool. So it was in this timeline. And I was wondering, like, well, if it's a weapon eggs, then how, how does that affect this time? Because it can't, right? Because he changed it already. <laughs> but, but it's in the old man Logan universe where he does that. So, so he continues to hack through them. Um... Sabretooth Prime, I guess, or at least the one who's in charge, uh, gets Baby Bruce, puts him in a big armored truck, and drives off. Um, Logan's not too happy about that. He's going to chase him. Forge starts evacuating the compound, but then lets Speedball out. And Speedball blows up the base and all the Sabretooths, but it also unfortunately kills Forge. Um... Logan, of course, gets away with Danny. Um, they drive off, and they're going to chase... Oh, I do want to say the, the panel where Speedball does the explosion. He like, takes a step off of a ledge and grabs his nose like he's jumping into a pool. And then he just lands and blows everybody up. And Logan's like, oh, man, that sucks. And Danny's like, well, if we were dead, who would say... You know, if we stayed and died in that explosion, who would save baby Bruce? And we got to go get them to be continued. So the art was really good um, to be expected. Henderson and Woodard have been just a killer team on this this book. Um, pretty awesome. Um, the story actually, you know, it's kind of picking up a little bit. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, and I really loved this story before we got to the Wastelands. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm enjoying it. But I'm not loving it as much. But this is right back up there. Uh, in quality of story with, you know, the Sabretooth clones and kind of the emotional impact of, of Speedball's sacrifice, even though you definitely knew it was coming. It was telegraphed like a mile away. But, you know, Forge kind of sacrificing himself to save his people and kill the Sabretooth. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely emotionally invested. I... We can give this a very strong five out of six claws for Dead Man Logan number ten. Definitely, definitely heartily recommend if you haven't picked this series up. You know, maybe now at this point, wait till it's done and read it all. But um, definitely, definitely encourage 
reading on this book because it's really good. So, um, anyway, that's our main Wolverine books, but now we're going to get ready to talk about Absolute Carnage with Ethan. So we will be right back. After these messages, there's no messages, we'll be right back. All right, so here for the second half of the episode, we have a special guest, Ethan. Hi. Hi, Ethan. Welcome back to the podcast that goes snicked. We're glad to have you. <laughs> Kindergarten. <laughs> Yay. No, Ethan's going to talk about, we have a barely there Wolverine appearance in the newest, latest, greatest Marvel summer event, Absolute Carnage. And, uh... Yeah, there's a Wolverine in a panel. <laughs> so, Therefore, it's good enough to be in an episode. That's right. Therefore. So, we're going to talk about Absolute Carnage number one. I guess Ethan is interested in symbiote-related stuff, usually. Yeah. Um, and so, let's see. This is going to be written by Donnie Cates, penciled by Ryan Stegman, inked by J.P. Meyer, Colors by Frank Martin. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Collar Shakes by Max the Dog. And Gurgles by Mr. Coffee Pot. That's great. <laughs> I think we covered everybody. So, we also have a cover by Ryan Stegman. And basically, we have a really gross carnage on top of a tombstone with either a dark sun or a bright moon behind him? I have no idea. (laughs) All I know is that his legs shoot out, like, extremely far, because those are his knees. Yeah, yeah, he's got some really long, daddy long legs. I mean, it's a spider theme, so he's a daddy long legs, right? (laughs) It's still weird. He's got really long arms, too. Um, But what do you think of the cover overall? You like it? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like the Groot covers. Okay, like, I can see that. Like they're long, like tree branch arms yeah. and legs. Yeah. And uh, the way the symbiote's like coming out of his back kind of looks like Groot yeah. too. I can see that. Almost like a, uh, if Groot was a horror movie. <laughs> the Grooting. The Grooting. <laughs> if I didn't already have a name for this episode, that would be it. <laughs> the Grooting. Alright, so a little bit of background that I'm gleaning off of Wikipedia. Because. Because that's always correct. Well, you know, it's, it's the best I have. I've not. I've heard really good things about uh, Donny Kate's current Venom series. I have not been reading it because I just. Um, it's not in my budget and I'm not interested in that as I am other things. Um, but from what I know from that book, so Carnage is back. Um, after Norman Osborn had the carnage suit for a while, Cletus Cassidy was somehow resurrected by this death cult, and he got the symbiote back, and that's kind of where we're starting off. Now, also, there's been some changes to the symbiotes in general, so instead of them just being like this docile race of Clintars on the symbiote planet, and then, you know, some of them get sent through space and hunted and get kind of you know, like the, the Venom symbiote got kind of messed up because it was like, you know, treated badly and, and got disoriented and its journey to Earth and whatever. Um, but now, no, instead, um, there's almost like this, if you ever watch the TV show Supernatural, like this idea of 
the god of the void, and this guy is named Noel, but with a K, which I'm assuming is silent. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he was like the protector of the void, or before there was any light. And he spawned all the symbiotes, apparently. And the symbiote planet was formed to, like, trap him in this cage. It really is very, like, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Danny, or sorry, Donnie Cage is a pretty big uh, Supernatural fan. And there's a lot of kind of elements, not stolen, but just influenced by But so that's where we're going to start off. So let's go ahead and get into the issue. We have this really kind of cool... Um, Logo, it's like the Venom logo or the Black Spider-Man logo, but it's got like roots coming out of the bottom of the spider's abdomen. And then it's got this strawberry jam going down it. Yes, it has blood that's filling up the. Uh, it's almost like it's the the logo carved into stone, and then the roots are almost yeah. like cracked stone. And then almost like you've ever seen like the Blade movie or other movies where blood kind of runs through like the stone for like ritualistic sacrifices or anything like that. It almost kind of has that feel like the blood's filling up the space in a way. An interesting uh, image. But that starts us off with chapter one, The Bleeding King. That's kind of where we... Pod bomb! <laughs> Yes, Denise, one day she will be back on an episode. One day. <laughs> one day when I'm not working my rear end off. Yes. Anyway, we get some background on the god Noel. I will say the only thing about this first panel is I don't... I'm not very fond of the weird swirly... Yes, so I guess thing. the original symbiotes had spirals for eyes. Swirlies? Or something. Yes, they, they, the god Noel gave every symbiote a swirly in the toilet <laughs> as an introduction to life. <laughs> and Here you go. Welcome to life. That almost happened to Emmett. What? He was almost, well, born in the shower. Oh, well, right. Yes, okay. Anyway, it, that kind of the first page kind of recaps all the stuff I just, kind of just explained, so I guess I could have saved it. But, um... <laughs> It talks about the god Noel and the symbiotes making a planet prison around him. Also, Noel gives me mad Joker vibes. Yes, very much. Um, he's got a big old smile, and all the symbiotes have the same big old smile. Um, yeah, very, very much. Definitely kind of a carnage look. And so then we talk about all the different people who have ever had symbiotes. Which, of course, most famously Spider-Man, the black suit. And this is where we also get our Wolverine cameo, because there was a time where a lot of heroes were taken over by the symbiote. Um, and so this kind of recaps that. and basically says that anyone who ever bonded with the symbiote, that there's a little piece, that even if the symbiote leaves, there's a little piece left in the DNA. What do you think of the art kind of showing that, Ethan? I think it's really cool, because it's like a, it's a spider web going through the DNA strands. Right, yeah. It shows like a visualization of, the, of a chromosome going across the bottom of a double-page spread and in between the strands and DNA are like symbiote gunk. Okay, so don't drip coffee on my comics. <laughs> yeah, my room, my reading comic books. <laughs> So then we go to New York City now, and who's walking in the alley in the rain? Venom. 
Yeah, Andy Brock and his son, who's very scared and doesn't know that uh, Venom's his dad because <laughs> he hasn't told him yet. Um, what do you think of the art on these pages? It's very... I feel like I've seen this style from a lot of DC comic books as well. I was thinking the same thing. Stegman's almost channeling a little bit of Greg Capullo, I think. Um, it is kind of very, like, New 52, Dark DC. Yeah. Like, very gritty. But I also really like Frank Martin's colors. He's a colorist I've always enjoyed. Uh, it really feels like a dark, rainy alley. It, it feels like we're in Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> it really kind of does. Um... And, of course, they're talking about how they're running from Cletus Cassidy. Um, they give us some more background. And then what does Venom see? Wanted poster. This. Yeah. He's plastered all over Times Square. Wanted Eddie Brock for killing guards at Rikers Island. Of course, we know from the, I guess, the absolute Carnage prelude, I think is what that was, that it was just Carnage dressed like Eddie Brock. <laughs> That killed the guards, but they all think that that it's him, so he's wanted. It's just like a little like cheap Halloween mascot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the symbiote can look like anything, so they can do a pretty good job. Um, <laughs> then they see uh, a guy in a fedora in the shadows, and Andrew Brock gets scared because he feels like he's being followed, and he is. He is being followed. Never trust a guy in a fedora. True, true. Also a good name for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> And so where do they go? They're trying to get out of the rain, and they go down... To the subway. To the subway to get a sandwich. Yes. <laughs> I'd like it with turkey, please. Right. But it turns out the guy that's chasing them is not the guy they should be running from. Because they actually bump into Carnage. But then the guy that was chasing them is... The symbiote. Yeah, it's Venom. The Venom suit. And he it's actually a pretty cool panel where he kind of... He does like a weird, like, Alaska man. Yeah, like a Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> out of his clothes and, and overtakes Eddie as the train is coming down the subway. And what do you think of this panel? We get a nice double-page spread with a scunch as the Venom symbiote protects Eddie and his son from the oncoming subway train. I, I really like it. There's a lot of, like... You can tell there's a lot of movement in it. Like, there's there's glass breaking in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. The Venom suit's being, like, stretched forward. Yeah. Uh, there's sparks, like, where the train's yeah. coming off the rail and the rail's being bu- bent. What do you think of uh, Venom's face? <laughs> hey. It's a little uh, Looney Tunes, but in a fun kind of way, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so Venom's here to save his former host, Eddie Brock, and help him protect his son from carnage. It is a pretty cool double-page spread, uh, yeah. comedy face aside. Um, and so the son's like, who are you? He says, I'm Venom. <laughs> and Venom's back. He's back with Eddie. And the police are not happy, but Venom decides that, you know, he's got to run away, and that's when who shows up. Carnage. Carnage. And he's got a Venom spider on his chest just for kicks. And so Carnage is like, Cletus Cassidy's got this almost like decomposing, reanimated corpse under the suit. It's like, it's like those like humanoid skeleton things you see from like zombie movies or something like Uh that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I can see that. He keeps calling Venom Daddy. Of course, do you know... So do you know the, like, the basic origin of Carnage? I have no idea. Okay. So I actually just reread this in, in uh, my flashback read-along. Um, so one of the times when Eddie was in jail, he was separated from the symbiote. And he was put in jail, and the symbiote, they thought, was burned up and dead. So when he's in jail, he's bunkmates or cellmates with Cletus Cassidy. And so, at one point, the symbiote comes and breaks Eddie out in jail, because he wants to be with his host again. And so he breaks him out in jail, but when he escapes, like, some of the, like, rhubarb and the concrete, like, catches him and, like, catches part of the symbiote. So, like, breaks a piece of the symbiote off, and that symbiote kind of crawls around, he's all lonely, and Cletus Cassidy finds him, he's like, what's this? And then they join, and they become carnage, because, A... Cletus Cassidy is insane and he's a serial killer yeah. and the little piece of the symbiote feels neglected. <laughs> so they feed off of each other and become this like psycho carnage um, super 90s um, <laughs> you know, whatever. And it's funny because that all kind of leads into you know we're talking about absolute carnage. There was an event in the 90s called Maximum Carnage which is this huge crossover that you know, I've actually heard a John Wilson, the god of podcasting, talk about how that was what killed his Spider-Man collecting. I mean, there's like this 14-point, I'm sorry, 14-part kind of boring crossover that went way too long, and he, he missed a bunch and realized, oh, I didn't really miss those, and he just kind of quit reading Spider-Man. <laughs> and then got back in, into it years later. Well, kind of the same thing. It kind of killed my comics collecting just in general. Like, um, that summer, I was still buying stuff. I was in high school, kind of starting to be like, uh, I'd rather do some other things. And that came out. I was like, I can't do all this. And, and so, so, you know, but here we are with a new Carnage event. Well, I guess we'll see if it goes any better. Um, but some Carnage and Venom fight. What do you think of this fight scene? It's pretty, you know, several pages here of them fighting. What, what? It's intense. Yeah, it is. Pretty and intense. And, like, in most scenes, you can see, like, I like how they left the teeth of Venom kind of like a hoodie, like a hood over him. Yeah, you know, it's very comic booky, but it also reminded me a lot of the movie where, yes. you know, how the, the, you know, the face kind of like swallows him, Yeah, you know? Um, and so when he gets kind of knocked out, the face recedes and shows Eddie's face, but the teeth are still like all around it. It's an interesting look. Um, and of course, Carnage is like, I'm going to get you, sucker, but... Venom's like, no, burn! And what does he do to get rid of Carnage? He touches the railroad. Track. Yeah, the, the third rail on the subway, um, which, of course, electrocutes everybody and makes all the symbiotes kind of leave for a second. Um, you know, Venom's suit gets distressed. Carnage's suit kind of blasts off of the body and, and seems to get rid of Carnage. They know it's not going to last. <laughs> what do you think of the, um, when the Venom suit comes back to Eddie? It looks like Casper the Ghost, <laughs> like reversed colors. I kind of like the comedy with, with Stegman's art. Because even when he like is trying to join back and save Eddie's body, he's like, <laughs> Actually, if you've ever read the um, the original Exile series, so a plug for it, Scalabros, Kind of like Morph when he's making funny faces. But um, but also, kind of like you said, a very Casper the Ghost kind of cartoon. Um, but he gets Eddie's body and they carry him off and they carry him to someone's apartment, which I don't remember if this is the same way it is in the, in the Spider-Man book or not. 
But I really enjoyed that it's Apartment 616, which of course is the name for the the Marvel Universe on the our regular world is Earth 616. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so his roommate answers the door and he's like, um, yeah, this is for you, Peter. <laughs> and we see Spider-Man <laughs> either getting dressed or getting undressed from his spider costume. I like that he has a little clothes hamper. Gotta keep your clothes clean. Yep. And that takes us to chapter two, the Godson, and we see more blood filling up the spider. Um, wow. and a little logo. So then it's Spider-Man in full costume, and Andy Brock and his son at a diner. He's kind of talking about stuff. What do you think of uh, Stegman's Spider-Man? Now, from what I've seen of the Deadpool comics, like I've only caught glimpses of you reading it because right. it's obviously not very appropriate, but. <laughs> The Spider-Man seems very, like, Deadpool comedy, kind of. Because he does, like, the weird, like, hand gestures and, like... I can see that. has that cartoony... Yeah. What do you think of the way his eyes, like, emote? I, and they kind of get narrower and wider. That kind of goes back to the 90s, like, McFarlane era. I mean, I've kind of grown up with that so True. far. Yeah. That's kind of just your normal Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... I think Spider-Man's pretty funny. I love that Eddie's son hates him. <laughs> now, I love that he tries to pretend that, that Eddie doesn't remember who he is, but after the son leaves, he's like, come on, Peter. <laughs> and so, and he, and Spider-Man confronts him about, like, hey, you got to tell your son who he is. Why do you, why, why do you have a kid? What are you doing here? This is too dangerous. It looks like, though... Eddie's wearing like steampunk glasses under the hood. oh yeah the way the shading is it does kind of look like that because he's hiding his face he's hiding like his black eyes and all that and I guess somewhere he got stitches along the way or the venom suit gave him stitches I don't Old know still <laughs> right are they symbiote stitches I don't know but um yeah so they talk about that kind of stuff and then they see on the news there's like a mass grave and they start listing off some of the bodies and what does Andy Brock recognize? General Ross's body. Yeah. And basically it's a bunch of bodies of people that have had the symbiote before. Yeah. And so he realizes that Carnage is not just going so basically the gist of the story that they that they think is that Carnage is going after all the people who have worn the symbiote they originally thought just the live people, right? Like Eddie yeah. Brock, Spider-Man, stuff like that. But now he's also going after their bodies, which really makes Eddie mad because his girlfriend, Annie, had the symbiote yeah. at one time. And he's afraid that Carnage is going like, to desecrate her grave or whatever. And so he gets really upset, and they decide they have to go face Spider-Man. And then what do you think of uh, Stegman's spider sense? And then it feels like... It's got, like, the really, like, scratchy coloring, uh-huh. which is, I feel like is a very Spider-Man. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Spider-Verse a little bit. Uh, yeah, with the... It's almost, like, kind of a different, like, glowing color. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what happens? Why is the Spider-Sense going off? Because the bar is about to get robbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a random bad guy scene of robbers and... And Spider-Man's like, you want to help? And Eddie's like, nah, you got it. <laughs> so, so Spider-Man gets to be Spider-Man for a few panels. 
And I, I love the scene where he's like str- like stretching the web to like mold it. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty cool. We don't see that kind of detail very much. It seems like webbing them to the walls and the floor, and yeah. almost like a, a web sack almost. So then they have an idea of, of someone that can help them, and they go meet this guy. So do you know who the maker is? I've seen him, okay. and I've seen, like, designs of him. Right. I've never known what the actual character is. Okay. So he is Reed Richards, or Mr. Fantastic, from the Ultimate Universe. And after Secret Wars, he got brought over to our universe, kind of like Miles did. Okay. And Old Man Logan. And so he's just kind of been running around. So he's kind of evil. <laughs> Or I guess probably just plain evil, but he's also a, a genius. And so he has a machine that he's been working on to trap the symbiotes and to permanently remove, like to get rid of the, the residue, which Carnage, if he can get all the residue, he can break free the Dark God Null, right? Yeah. That's why he wants all the symbiote people dead and alive. And, of course, Spider-Man's like, uh, I don't know if we should work with this guy, but they decide that they're going to try it on the sun and they're like no so they gotta go find somebody else so that's chapter 3 the long red dark and they go to Arkham Asylum I mean uh, Ravencroft (laughs) Institute for the Criminally Insane and who are they trying to find? they're trying to find uh oh uh Norman Osborn, okay, the former Green Goblin, who is also the former Red Goblin, because he had the Carnage suit for a while, or part of it. And I have Venom now, therefore I'm the Black Garb- Goblin. <laughs> right. There's a really fun panel of them like hiding from <laughs> yeah. the flashlight in this in the ceiling. Um, Spider-Man's up there, just kind of like, eh, and Venom's like, eh, like almost on this yes. big grin, <laughs> like, hi. <laughs> So they're going to break out uh, Norman Osborn, but then Carnage shows up, and how does he infect, like, the asylum? He goes through the guy, the security guard's head. Mm-hmm. I don't... And he, like, rips open yeah. his chest, and, like, and gets, like, a bunch of Carnage worms. And starts, like, throwing them into the thing so that they eat other people. Right. So he basically turns all these crazy people into... Little carnages. And so they all break out and they're going to attack Spider Man and Venom and capture Norman Osborn. And what do you think of this fight? There's some. What do you think of this panel of like all the symbiotes coming out? I like how the carnage is the only one who actually has eyes. Yeah. All the rest are just like they have spirals for eyes, kind of like the original symbiotes. Almost like they're. Like a hive mind, right? Like Carnage is in control yeah. and they're just extensions of him. It's an interesting kind of visual concept. Um, yeah, so we get some pretty good fighting. Several pages of them kind of being overpowered, but. And then nice Venom tongue, classic Venom tongue. Yeah. Um, then Carnage gets Spider Man and he's kind of winning. And then he throws him in the cell with Norman Osborn. And what do you think of that panel? That's a crazy panel. Yeah. Because lots of things happen one after the other. Right. So Venom tries to save Spider-Man, but it turns out that 
Norman Osborn. doesn't want to kill Norman Osborn. He wants to collect him. And I love the um, the spider web boxing glove. Oh yeah, right, right. So they decide they have to break out the back of the cell because they can't go back the other way. Yeah. So uh, Spider Man's gonna kind of Shawshank Redemption. Instead of using a spoon, he makes like a big spider web fist and to protect his knuckles and just kind of punches through the wall. And um, but they get surrounded by Carnage and he has Norman Osborn who does have eyes again. So what do you think in this last panel? I think it was cool how they made like almost like puppet strings, uh-huh. but they're not. Yeah, it's a Carnage suit, but or the symbiote, but he, yeah, it's like Carnage has a uh, Norman Osborn on strings. So, what did you think of the art overall? The art was really cool. I really liked it. Yeah, I like it. I like Stegman, and I thought him and Martin were a good team. Like the colors and the art yeah. went really well together. So, what do you think of the story overall? The story is pretty good. I mean, for not knowing where this picks up, <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So when you say it's kind of a, a decent jumping on point, like they do a good job explaining like where everything comes from and stuff. Yeah, there's still a few unanswered questions, but you're gonna have that when you jump into the middle of a series. Right. Okay. Fair enough. What other thoughts or comments do you have? I liked how they made Venom have like almost like a speech impediment, where he spoke like not correct English. Right, and stuttered a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. Kind of showed how broken Eddie has become. Okay, anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, what would you like to grade Absolute Carnage number one? Five out of six claws. Five out of six claws? Okay. I'm right there with you. I'm right on the fence between a really high four and a low five. I think I'll... I think the only thing I'm kind of... is really not even this story. I don't know how much I like the symbiotes being like... I like them more just a regular kind of alien race than, I, I than do the god like of darkness. But, but, you know, I don't, that's really kind of just the lead into this story. I think I'll go a really high 4 out of 6. But I think 5 is a, a good score, too. So, so that is Absolute Carnage number 1. So thank you, Ethan, for coming back on. And we'll see if there's any Wolverine cameos in the rest of the series. I think it's five or six issues. So if if we have more Wolverine, we'll bring you back on for it. Um, Yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Obviously, for the podcast that goes snicked, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at snickcast. Uh, Show notes and stuff are at snickcast.podbean.com. Um, we're almost there. We're almost to episode 350, which will be the original Weapon X. So that's exciting. Um, but until next time, everybody, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. Bye. And snacked.